Hey Caramel. Hey Mocha. Hey, hey Coffee, Coffee Mates. Hey guys. So this is episode, what episode is this? Three? Three. Okay. Boom. This is episode three of the mental health series. So in this series, we will be um, just going back over or continuing episode two. Um, so in episode two, we mostly discussed um, PTSD, trauma, um, childhood trauma, depression, depression, mm-hmm. and in this, yeah, childbirth. And in this episode, we're gonna just do a continuation, um, but we're also going to discuss um, <laughs> how people joke about mental illnesses because they think it's funny, how drugs can affect the mental illness. Um, where you guys can get help for mental illnesses, how the church handles them, and um, how the problems were handled back in the day versus now, and the negative connotations associated with mental illnesses, specifically in our community. So let's start off by um, recapping our week because they haven't heard from us for what two weeks now. <laughs> for centuries. So what's your stress level, mental health level? On? Oh, my stress level is always through the roof. It's still a six or seven. However, I have been going guys, to therapy. On. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so you guys know from the last <laughs> episode that my <laughs> brother and grandmother moved in. So it's not going to be as quiet as it is. So if you hear noise in the background, it's my brother. Okay. I'm weak. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've been going to therapy. Oh, that's good. And it's in yeah. our... Mm, wait, can I just? I can't. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've been going to therapy. Really, really like my therapist. She's real cool. She's real down to earth. She's an older woman, and she also, you know, has expressed some of her traumas with me, mm-hmm. which I think is like really like intimate and really like okay, you know. I guess she's doing that, <laughs> so we can get to. She's like, we're gonna get to know each other so that you build that comfortability with talking to me and blah blah. blah. So I've been going to therapy. I go every, I go once a week. Um, I go every Tuesday, and I'm starting to, you know, release some things. And um, I think I've just been letting go of a lot of things in my life, as far as like relationships, friendships, bad habits, old feelings. And I was doing a detox, a spiritual detox, and I was doing a physical detox. And I was supposed to be um, eating clean. I was supposed <laughs> I to be detoxing. Um, first of all, I was supposed to be detoxing and not eating anything. So I was supposed to do that for two weeks and just do juices that I pressed and do and doing water. But yesterday at my best friend baby shower, um, a bitch went in. A bitch had everything. I had fucking turkey necks. Bitch, I had. Fried chicken. They had hip hop chicken. I had fried chicken. chicken. They had the barbecue meatballs. They had spaghetti. Girl, they had buffalo. Girl, they had everything. Girl, girl, I should have put my plate on Instagram so y'all can see what I had. It was that bad. And then I had banana pudding. I had a lot of shit. And I was like, wow, my body is screaming and you still want to be a fat bitch, don't you? So, yeah, so I messed my deep. Well, I didn't mess it up, but, you know, we all, you know, we fall down, but we get up. We fall I'm weak. Down. I was going to sink it, but we'll I, I was up. definitely going to sink it. <laughs> but, like, so, yeah, I just, but I have been cleansing myself. So I'm going to, and then I have a little cold. My son has a little sickness. He got the whole house sick. So, like, I'm going to, you know, start back today eating clean. Cleansing my body, doing a detox, you know, purifying everything, only drinking water because I had juice and soda yesterday too. Um, so, other than that, I'm still at a six or seven, but for, you know, personal reasons, man, I might be at a five because for some reason I've just been real, like, happy and content with things. Like, I know that things aren't the best, but they also aren't the worst for me. So I know that I've been in worse situations and I've been in way worse places and, you know, mentally and physically. So right now I'm just grateful for life and I'm grateful for, you know, my current health, even though it's not the best. Mm-hmm. It's really not the best. Um, I just, I'm very thankful of my, of my own personal situations 
and I think yesterday, because I made a lot of things for my, my best friend's baby shower. The thing was like Alice in Wonderland. It was so pretty. It was like flowers everywhere. And I made like the centerpieces and the um, cupcake holders and stuff. And like I'm a creative. So like me creating things helps me release. So even though I did it like non, like in a non-healthy way, because I stayed up for two days straight. So I have, I didn't sleep or eat for two days. But I was like accomplished at the end. Like, oh. I did it. Did. So that's why yesterday when I went home, I literally slept for a, a long time. I passed out. I don't even remember like, I don't remember nothing. I just passed out. So I got to create and I got to paint and I still have paint all over me and I got to draw. So I released some of those, you know, emotions into my work. So right now it went from a six or seven to like a five, six. That's good. Yep. That's going down. Progress over perfection. So, like what about you? Progress over perfection. Yes, like progress that. over perfection. You can't be perfect, but you always make progress. If you make little steps, it's still a step forward. So, boom. What about your mental health? What's been ticking you off these past couple days? Um, I think my mental health state is probably at a 6-7. So, mm -hmm. it did go down, but Good. it's still pretty high. Um... I think one of the biggest things is, of course, adjusting to having um, two people move in. So I'm still mm. working with that. But yesterday, I got to spend some time with my grandmother, and I haven't spent like quality time with her since she moved mm -hmm. in. Like we've we've been at each other's throats since she's moved in. Mm. So yesterday, we was actually like just sitting. I actually like felt like a kid and get, again and climbed in her bed, and she was just talking to me, talking about talking my head off nonstop. Mm -hmm. But I didn't get frustrated with her. I didn't say, yeah. "Oh, shut up, grandmother." Or anything. I was just <laughs> listening to her, you know. Um, and then my terms are um, starting this week for school for me, so I'm, I'm stressed about that. Um, and just some other issues in life that I'm like trying to process and grasp and I'm just like, it was something you said you weren't ready to share yet soon you still not ready to share it um I, if you remember oh I, I, I definitely remember I'm weak. <laughs> um okay so I don't know I'm gonna try to share without crying so um don't cry because then I'm I, gonna cry <laughs> and then I'm just gonna want to leave and go home and cry and then the bed <laughs> so um I don't know I guess I'm debating if I want to share because like I said um I am a social work major at school, and right now in one of my classes, our teacher keeps preaching to us, saying, like, you guys have to learn to be professional. You have to watch yeah. who you are. Like, you know, you never know who your client's going to be, so my client may be listening to this. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, so it's just the struggle. I'm, like, really internally struggling with mm -hmm. this because I really want to do this podcast. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I really want to be a social worker as well. Mm -hmm. So it's so balance. You know, so I got to find balance between mm -hmm. the two. But I'm just... Go ahead and take a risk and just pray that God got my back. Um, so about a couple of weeks ago, okay, and also I didn't tell my grandmother this, so I'm gonna be whispering because she's upstairs. So I don't want her to like panic, but at the same time she's like old, so she probably really don't like me. But um about a couple of weeks ago I went to the doctors and I got some sad news, some pretty sad news. Um, they found cysts on my ovaries mm -hmm. um that is cancerous. Mm -hmm. So I had to get my ovaries removed and I cannot have children anymore. And anybody who knows me know that I want kids. Yeah. Like I live for kids. Oh my God. So to be told at 25 years old yeah. that you can't have kids. Are you about to cry? Hold on. <laughs> Stop. Don't because you're going to make me cry. Oh man. So and then it's just a little frustrating on my end because um, a few of my friends found out that they were pregnant. And I haven't yeah. told, I only told two of my friends, two of my closest friends about this. Um, <sighs> so they found out they were pregnant. And I kind of got in my shell and I was just like, yeah. you really don't want a kid. And I, I kind of took the yeah. wrong approach to it. Because you want to be happy, but yeah. you it's, it's hard to just be like, okay, I'm happy and not think about it. Yeah, so like, oh, and one of my friends, she has been like on uh, my rock. Like she just really like sit there. She was like, well, you can get a surrogate. Maybe they can like. Um, save a few of your eggs. No, they can. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, they so like, they can freeze your eggs, and well, I know you see won't. A specialist and all that yeah. stuff about it. Um, oh wow! But that was that, and she's just been like, you know, like she's been like cheering me on. She was like, well, you don't have to worry about kids. You can adopt, which I, I always plan to adopt. Mm -hmm. anyway. But I think the part that I had to adjust to 
is not feeling that life move inside of me, not being able to like feel like connect with my being. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it frustrates me how like a lot of people take their babies for granted. Yeah. And um, during the time, one of my friends she had found out she was pregnant, and this was like the day the doctor told me, mm-hmm. and. Um, she was like, I'm not keeping a baby. And she scheduled to have an abortion. Uh-huh. I was just like, yeah, I can't talk to you. It made you feel like, now. you know. Yeah, but you also got to say it's her life and her decisions. Yeah. We so, can't just put our, you know, our, our feelings and our emotions and our transgressions on someone, someone else. else. Yeah. yeah. And I know. And I was just like, you know, um, I can't be the best friend I need to be to you right now. I am going through some things and I'm not ready to share it with you just yet. But... I need to take space from you right now because yeah. I'm going to wind up hating you if I continue to force myself to be around you. Yeah. So that was that. And um, so now, like, I seriously have to change the way I'm eating because... Yes, that's 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 the thing. Yeah. I just... I, I, I know everybody has... Sorry to cut you off. Everybody has this... These the different things that they go through and do. And me personally, my health is a big thing. Mm-hmm. That's why yesterday when I ate all that food I ate, it's all it always backfires. I just personally feel like from research, we're not meant to eat meat. That's me. I'm not saying that if you want to eat meat, don't. I'm saying that do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But our bodies are not made to process meat because they're not, and you can research that. So me, my biggest thing is eating fresh plants and eating, you know, things that help. But I feel like as far as this situation, like your situation goes... I know that me saying change your diet mm-hmm. and you won't have to get that surgery is you gonna be you not going you believe that you gonna be like no I need to you know what I'm saying but I just feel like it's always alternative things and I wanted to ask I don't know if this is too much did they say like they have to take them out um so they are they legit cancerous or are they just saying that they're precancerous are they cancerous or are they precancerous they're precancerous okay but. Um, okay. That's yes. Let's be clear. With if that. they're I'm precancerous, sorry, they're precancerous. You you can change a lot of things, and they won't remove them. So it, it's other issues with that yeah. that I don't want to go on, on air or whatever about. But um, she did definitely tell me that I need to change my eating habits, and I do need to change my eating habits. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm not gonna cut the meat thing out, but mm-hmm. I am just gonna eat seafood and mm-hmm. I've been eating clean eating more vegetables eating fruit um, exercising more um, so I've been taking baby steps to get myself mm-hmm. to where I need to be mm-hmm. um, I go to see a specialist in April to see what they can do for me but I have a total of um, 46 so I have mm-hmm. on both ovaries is 26 on each ovary mm-hmm. So, um, and she's worried about the way that is look that it's located and how it looks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she basically said like you need to think about you know an alternative option for kids because cancer runs in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, other health issues that I have causes cause mm, slow down causes the issues causes slow down and mm-hmm. calm down causes cancer to i'm at a higher risk for it basically mm-hmm. um so that's that but mm-hmm. i'm just trying to like stay upbeat stay positive not mm-hmm. think about it as much and like but um today i went to go get an oil change and i saw oh my god the mm-hmm. most adorable baby ever like i just wanted to like kidnap him like for real like i was really ready to grab him and like run out the door and um I don't know. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna have kids. Like, I, I know God. You are. You're gonna have kids. And I'm glad that you've been holding yourself together, for the most part, to me. You yeah. know, like, like I said, you can't change everything. But I be trying to tell people the shit you eat. It literally has get, effect they, on they, they, did, they did a research, a scientist research, and they're telling you that these things that we eat have cancer in them. Literally, the food we eat gives us cancer. Mm-hmm. I can't, and I don't want nobody to be like, oh, she, like, this, they, they, I can't, I'm not even making this shit up. Like, the food we eat, that's why I, I, I be like, don't eat that, don't eat that. And it's hard, and food is addictive. It food is, is addictive. Food as a coping mechanism. As a, yes, yes, and as that's, to cope. that's another thing that plays to your mental health. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, different things play towards your mental health mm-hmm. and, your state of being and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's just 
harder because we have such access to, especially these people who live in the hood, to all these unhealthy foods. It's a liquor store on every corner. It's a, it's a corner store. store. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up in the hood, but I didn't realize how far away I came from the hood when I used to live in the county. Like, I had to drive, like, 10, 15 minutes to go to a liquor store mm. when I used to live in the county. And, and that lets I'm, you know, because who live in the county? Not right. us. Right. Well, I mean, some of us, but... Some of us, but not all of mm-hmm. us, you know what I'm saying? We in the so city. So then when I bought my house here in the city, I could, the liquor store is two minutes from me. I could walk to one mm-hmm. liquor store. I can go up the street if that's closed and walk two more minutes up the street. Like, it's not They're far. pumping into our communities, not theirs. They're pumping into our communities. Mm-hmm. What they want us, what they want us to, to, they want us to get drunk and be, be drunk and high and, cause I was re, I was looking at this documentary and this man he was talking about mental health and he was saying, um, as far as like the drugs in my community, think about it, black people don't own boats and planes, so how these drugs, who how 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 these drugs get inside? I mean I mean yes yeah, people smuggling them in, but for the most part these big farms pharmaceuticals and all this stuff like. Not every black person has a, a, a means of ways to get that in here unless it's coming in bodies and stuff. So how else they getting in here? You get what I'm saying? How else? Right. So. And then like, um, so I've re- I did some research on this. Um, someone had posted a status on Facebook about um, when you go to the beauty supply stores or any of those stores and they charge a card minimum. That's it's not, thing. it's you not, can't do that. and then somebody was like, "That's some stores that no store is supposed to charge you a minimum." Right, you, the cardholders agree. They're doing it because one, they want you to spend more money in their and store, and you don't know and, any better, right? Mm-hmm. And because they have to pay each time your card mm-hmm. is being swiped, mm-hmm. they, so they charging the you for fee. the fees. So that you, I know mm-hmm. about this from the banking side. I used to bank, so I know all about the cardholder fees from business accounts that they had to pay when you swiped your card. You have to make a certain amount of money to avoid those fees. So when they charge you, they're not meeting that a minimum amount for their accounts. To, so that's why they're charging you, so they can re, you are re, you're paying to shop there. Basically, mm-hmm. they're paying you. You're paying them to shop there. So. Um, True story, this happened to me yesterday. Um, I went to to Dofield's Chicken Spot um, mm-hmm. here in Baltimore. Um, and I wanted a half and half mm-hmm. and two chicken wings. And the guy was like, oh, I'm sorry. It's a $6 minimum purchase or whatever. I said, no, it's not. I said, you're going to swipe my card. No, ma'am. It's a, I said, that's against the law. You're not supposed to do that. That's against your cardholder's agreement. I said, you're going to swipe my card or I'm going to um, call and complain on you. He was like, he just looked at me. I was like, yes, I know. And he was like, and he, I could tell from his face, he was like, oh, so you, you read books. You guys, you're, uh, you're aware. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want the food. You can keep it. But I'm still going to complain on you. All the better. And then a lot of these places are not registered with the Better, better Business Bureau. And they not. Because, look, I went right to their page and I searched the business name. They I not. Oh, you yeah, go to BBB and you look up. The, that's how I looked up for, um because I'm getting credit um, counseling. Mm-hmm. And they was saying make sure that you go to a certain uh, place or a certain business that's been in business for 10 years, blah, 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 in the minimum, and look them up on BBB. I went to Better Business Bureau and there's so many businesses on there that's fake. Mm-hmm. Or that's not registered through them, so it's like be cautious because you don't have to register at BBB, but it looks better if you are mm-hmm. because then they're 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 backed. That's mm-hmm. a actually Better Business Bureau backs their businesses that are on them. So if you're not on it, you clearly don't care. So that is a real thing, and I think people will always be like, okay, in some places, some places do, and some places don't, but it's not like that. Every place you have, every place you have to, um, not you have to, every place is not no minimum requirement to do that. If you read your, call, even like you say, your cardholder's agreement, your cardholder does not agree that you have to pay a fee from exactly. another business because they pay the fees for you. So, exactly. The only card that will have a minimum is a credit card. Yes. Not your debit not card. Not your debit card, yes. Your debit card, your Visa card, but your credit card mm-hmm. is the only card. And so most people are paying with their debit cards, especially mm-hmm. in the hood. Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest. How many of us have credit cards in the hood? Mm-hmm. And if we do, what's the limit on it for yeah, us to limit. be? You know what yeah, I'm saying? swiping it. So, like, that that just blew my mind. Like, that, I think I'm becoming more and more aware of the shady shit that goes on in the hood. You know what I'm saying? And think about it. These Koreans and it, these these different ethnical groups 
are coming into our communities and selling our products. Ain't nobody making chicken wings the way um, my grandma make. Well, not my grandma, because my grandma can't cook, sorry. The way my mama makes chicken wings. My mom don't make chicken wings the way Sue Young makes chicken wings, okay? Um, also, that whole thing about them feeding us red, I don't care what y'all say. I've seen it. I live I live where y'all, y'all dare to go. Right. I've seen them drying rats. I've seen it for myself. No, I didn't take pictures because I feel like oh, that's weird. That's gross. They, they feed us red. Well, y'all, because I don't eat Chinese. But they feed they feed y'all rats. Y'all don't think they, they don't give a fuck about us. At all. They in these communities to make their money and they know we're gonna buy it and we keep buying it every day. It's not a day that goes by that not one Chinese store, not one, even a nail shop gets business. Period. That's why when I, if I eat out, I go to black owned places. And I don't, I don't never had no complaints about a black owned eating spot. Not an eating spot. I don't personally. Right. I don't know about nobody else, but I've never had a complaints. I always go to the Grub Factory. And um, the Land of Kush, and I go to um, Terra Calf. How's the Land of Kush? I like, I like. Oh, their smoothies are bomb. I lo- see. I'm like not picky, but like I go to Terra Calf and get plantain, and then I go to um, Land of Kush and get a smoothie, and then I go to. Um, <laughs> I'm literally, I'm joking. Like you know how you build your own meal? I build my own meal, and then I go to. And these, these are all vegan places, and then I go to um, the Grub Factory, and I get. Um, a burger, a vegan burger. And then their burgers, they come with like popcorn, but it'd be like a different flavor of popcorn each time. Oh my mm. God. Yes. It'd be so good. Handmade, everything. So the but like I said, these these places in our communities, they are not here for our mental health. They ain't here to help us. They are here to overcharge us, upcharge us, and recharges, okay? Right. So <laughs> what does it say? Upcharges, overcharges, and recharges. And recharges, okay. I, I like that. I like That's that. what these people is doing in these communities and they is not here for us. They, they, bitch, FUBU, for us, by us. They is not for us and they is not by us. So we need to rethink all of this stuff. That's why it's also, I don't know if you know, it's a black owned hair salon. Not hair salon. Hair, hair store. store on Charles Street. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's always somebody black in there. And it's, like I said, like this. <sighs> I'm really out here trying to build a black Wall Street. A black the, Wall Street. Okay. So, yeah. But. For your your for this whole situation, okay, I'm not the. How did the, we go from there to there? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, eating how we eat. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not gonna. This is my thing. Also, I'm very spiritual. I'm not gonna be like, oh, girl, I'm gonna pray for you, because at this point in time, it's like, black people, we keep praying, but when we gonna work? When we gonna do? Oh my God! You're not supposed to just pray and sit on your ass and say, "I'ma just pray and I'ma wait and I'ma watch." No, you don't wait and watch. You get up and you do. Dude, right. So I'm just gonna God say help those who help themselves. Get, who help themselves. So if you you know your situation, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know what you need to do. Just do it. Cause, God forbid, you know, I guess not even God forbid, cause everything happens for a reason. Just mm-hmm. know that too. Like I said, change some things. Cause same thing happened to my friend. Not same thing, but they were telling her. The doctor told her, you're going to get, and you're not, the doctors are, you also understand that a doctor is a a person of business. It's a business. Everything that you do with them gets them money. Mm -hmm. So they kept telling, you know, when you're pregnant, you have to do certain checkups and they check your, your, um, everything up there. So they told her, okay, you're going to get cancer if you don't do this or do this. And she was like, you can't tell me that. You can't tell me that. You can either tell me that it's precancerous or that I do have it or I don't. You can't tell me that I'm going to get that's not a diagnosis. You're, and then they was like giving her a forewarning. And they was telling her, because they, you know how they go and they like snip a piece of your, um, your uterus to test it and stuff. Mm-hmm. They was telling her that they needed to do that. And she was like, I'm not letting y'all cut me. She told them that. She's like, I'm not letting y'all cut me. Because when they cut you and they send it off, it, it, it costs and they get money. And also, if you do certain um, procedures with them, they get a bonus. People don't be knowing this. Certain procedures, doctors get bonuses for for doing them. I'm t- I'm telling you the real. So she said, I'm not letting y'all cut me. I'm not letting y'all poke me. I'm not letting y'all mess up in my vagina because I don't want you to do that to me. And furthermore, what's for me, what's, go- what's for me, God gonna give me. If it's meant for me to have cancer, I'm gonna have cancer. If it's not, then it's not. And she don't have cancer. They told her that she was going to get it if she didn't get tested. And she didn't get tested. Well, she didn't get the, the procedure that they mm-hmm. wanted. And she went to a different doctor for a follow-up after she had the baby. Because they was like, they have to do it after she has it. And she was like, I'm not doing it. And they was like, you're fine. So that all goes into, you know, 
I'm not saying that, you know, what your situation is, isn't your situation. I'm saying it's ways around everything. Mm-hmm. So if that, if it comes to that, you know, freeze your eggs or do what you got to do. Just make sure you, you have your best interest. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because, you know, I can't relate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I have a, a, you know, a child. So it's like, I, I feel what you're going through and I may not like all the way understand, mm-hmm. but I'm very empathetic. Because stop, you about to make me cry. I'm sitting over here fighting these tears. Don't cry because <laughs> I'm very empathetic and I'm just like, you know, Courtney turned his back on us. You, he like I don't want to hit as much as shit. <laughs> what you said when you said people take their kids for granted, I definitely took my son for granted. I definitely did because not because you know I'm just the type of person you know to take him for granted but because I had postpartum Mm -hmm. and I'm not like blaming it you know on just that but I had mental issues that Mm -hmm. caused me to take my son for granted and it's like after I start getting you know therapy and after we start doing this podcast for some reason it's like I need to love my son more Mm -hmm. so now in the morning, when I wake up, you know, I'm sorry, I'm 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 teary eyed because in the morning I just get up. Before I didn't get up and go, you know, hug him, and I just woke up, you know, and I, I just that. that's why I said my situation is so, you know, grateful because you know I have my baby and mm-hmm. I can get up and say good morning. And suppose I before I did not get up and say good, and he's a baby. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, and I think that like a lot of people, um. Two, two things. I think that um, a lot of people take those little things for granted who grew up in our situation. Mm-hmm. We were unconsciously creating. Like, we wanted to change the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like we both talked about, you know, you saying you have a kid and me not, you know, saying when I have kids mm-hmm. that I wanted to raise them differently than how mm-hmm. I grew up. But we were, you were subconsciously raising him the same way you were. Mm-hmm. When and I didn't know it. And you didn't realize it because you're thinking he's a baby and it's not affecting. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm assuming this is how you were mm-hmm. thinking. But, you know, he's a baby. This is, you know, he's not going to. But um, studies have shown that now is the time to love on your child and to teach them everything because they soak everything And that's up. what my therapist they told me. they don't know anything. You know what's They're crazy? learning from <laughs> you. So... My therapist told me that exact same thing. I went to therapy, and she was asking me, you know, how things are going with my son and the the dad and everything. And I was telling her, well, he, he, because he had made a comment of like, and I don't believe this. And she says she feels the, whatever. I don't believe this. My son's dad told me he needs you more than he needs me. And I'm like, that's not fucking a lie. He needs his mom and his dad. He needs to see us together in fruition and, and, you know. So that's just my thing on that. But, like, she was like, he's a baby. He does need you. You know, you're the one who, you're the nurturer. And she was like, he's soaking up everything right now. Love him and teach him how to love. Because that's when it starts. Like, it don't start. People don't get their habits. Do not. And I tell my mom this because she's raising a tyrant and my little brother. A tyrant. People think that kids turn five and then that's when they learn behaviors. No, no, no. They learn behaviors when they're in the womb, too. In the womb and when they're infants. So, yeah. Children do not just pick up habits, you know, when they're five, six, you know, they, they learn them. All right. All right. So, I forgot yeah. my question. How what? What'd you I say? I forgot my question. Speak up. I forgot my question. Um, I think it was something along the lines of, have you ever helped a friend um, with the mental illness? Like, have you ever helped someone through depression or... Um, suicide or through a mental illness Mm. maybe depression Um. well I will say that me and a lot of my friends well not a lot because I don't have a lot of friends but like me and my close friends we all have suffered from depression Mm -hmm. and it's like it's not just an overnight thing it's something we've been struggling for years with something that we and then also the way we were raised wasn't you know to talk about your problems so only (laughs) only (laughs) only recently have we been actually been well not recently in the past like year or so two years we've been very open with um sorry y'all her grandma phone started ringing We only in the last uh, two years or so have we been like very open with our um 
<laughs> with our our depression. Um, as far as like helping my friend or a loved one, some or anybody through a um, a mental illness or like certain type of situation like that, I think every day that um, I'm here, I've helped somebody. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, That's if, deep. With ever, even if it's like something small, you never know when you meet people in the in the world, like at a store. Anyway, you never know when you meet somebody. In passing. Yeah, and, or in passing what they're going through. So it could have been a day where somebody was like, fuck it, I'm going to end it all. And was supposed, wanted to come home and, you know, end it. Or was going through something. And like the smallest thing. For example, I'm going to give an example because I can't really like say it. I just have examples. Mm-hmm. The other, because, you know, I've been trying to eat healthier. And my grandfather had brought me home a fish sandwich. And I was like, I don't want this. But, you know, I didn't want to just throw it away. So I had to go, I had to go to therapy. So on my way to therapy, um, I was just looking like for people to give the sandwich to. And it was like people, but I just, I didn't, I don't know. I just, my spirit wasn't like moved to give them the sandwich for some reason. I could have, but then I seen this guy, random guy in front of a bar. He looked like he was maybe high or like, I don't know. I, I could be just judging, but I was like, I rolled my window down real like hot boyish. Like, Hey, you hungry? <laughs> he was real like, Baltimore. <laughs> real boy. He turned around like, huh? <laughs> real Baltimore. I was like, you hungry? And he was like. Am I hungry? Well, yeah, I could use something to eat. Why? I'm like, yeah. So I just held the bag up. He was like, well, what's that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm I like, love Baltimore. I'm like, it's a fish sandwich. He like, for me? I'm like, yeah. I was like, come because he was standing like across. I was in the street driving, and I just stopped. Something told me to just it's him. So I was like, yeah, I seen that. I was like, um, here. Yeah. Held the bag up. Like, come here. Like, come talk to me. So he was like, um. What's that you got? I was like, it's a fish sandwich. Um, he was like, you just giving it to me? I'm like, yeah, I don't want it. He was like, well, what's wrong with it? I'm like, nothing's wrong with it. I'm giving it to you. And that's why I asked you, are you hungry? And he was like, oh, my goodness. It's like God just sent you. <laughs> he was like, I just, I just, I'm hungry. You, you just knew I was, I'm starving. I ain't eat nothing. And it's like you just you scarred since you at the right. There they go. There they go. Hot boy, hot boy. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> yeah, that's them. Like uh, he was like, yeah, they just they just sent me. At the- yeah, that's I said that because it's dirt bikes out there. Man, man. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Baltimore. <laughs> Wait, welcome to Baltimore. Home of the wire. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was just like, thank you so much, God. He just kept talking to me like, thank you so much, thank you so much. I'm like, uh huh, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to be an asshole, but I was trying to, like, really get in the house. And I was like, you're welcome. I guess he maybe thought I wanted something in return. And I'm like, no, it's yours. You can have it. Like, I, you can keep the sandwich there. So, yeah. Um, yeah I let him, you know, I gave him the sandwich. And it's like, you never know, you know, when you can be a blessing to somebody. And as far as, like, my my close friends, they're like my sisters. Like, it's a lot of, we have all, all three of us are going through a lot. So, every day, we, we text every day. So every day we always going through certain situations and we're always very motivated and encouraging to each other. Like, girl, I know how you feel. Like it's not, it, you know, it seems it feels like it's the end of the world, but you got this. You know, we all, I'm always constantly like like that. Um, and uh, like, <clears throat> I think maybe one of my one of my exes he had real really bad like depression because the stuff that was going on in his life mm-hmm. and it was a conversation we conversation we had and at you know at that moment I realized you know I really need to say something it's, it's always um not not always it will be a moment when somebody says something that scares you and it's like I need to say something, something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is but I need to figure it out now to stop this person from harming themselves or to stop them from um you know going through something so my question to you would be have you ever um have you ever (laughs) (laughs) oh have you ever helped um someone like a friend or associate through like a a depressive or mental you know health you know issue or crisis Um, yeah i have actually um one of my good friends um she goes through her depression phase Mm -hmm. and um she reached out to me, and I'm very happy that she did reach out because mm-hmm. it could have went way worse. <laughs> um, she uh, she was just saying like, 
she don't want to live anymore she don't know if she's going to make it through the new year she mm. wants to end her life and um i was just talking to her like you have so much to live for and you can't compare your life to no nobody else mm-hmm. like and you have to live for yourself don't mm-hmm. live for no one else and i was just you know showing her words of encouragement and telling her that if she ever needs to talk to anyone that i'm always going to be there for her and i think that um people need to recognize how powerful social media is Mm -hmm. because so many people are always comparing their lives to other people on social media Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. don't even realize how half the shit that's on social media Mm -hmm. is fake or excuse me or how half the stuff that they're seeing on social media are celebrities or with people who are not in our circumstances who have the money to go and travel and do what they want and people get so depressed comparing their lives to other people mm-hmm. and they spend more time doing that than being grateful for what they have and then that causes you to be depressed because you're like well i'm not doing anything with my life or why can't i be like this why can't i have this and i'm not saying that was her case mm-hmm. but i'm just saying that you know that helped contribute to some of the things that she was going through because she's going through a lot other than you know being sad about some things that happened in her life mm-hmm. So that I think that, um, and that opened my eyes because it was like, when she when she reached out, I didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Like I was stuck. I was like, oh shit! Like she's serious. What do I mm-hmm. say? And I had to like choose my words carefully because I couldn't say I understand what you're going through because that's not what she wants to hear right now. Mm-hmm. What she wants to hear right now is that I'm going to be there for her. Mm-hmm. What she wants to hear right now is that she's going to be okay or if she's not going to be okay that i'm going to be there and she's it's okay for her not to be okay Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people need to understand that it's okay not to have Mm -hmm. your life together (coughs) like i feel like our generation in particular the 20 something the 20 something crew it's okay for us not to know what's going on it's okay for us not to have finished school it's okay for us not to know what to do after school you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We don't know what to do once we graduate. This is life, and it's okay for us not to be where people expect us to be, especially people who haven't been in our shoes. Mm-hmm. They have such high expectations for us, but mm-hmm. did you go to college? Mm-hmm. Did you finish? Did mm-hmm. you go to college while raising a family or while mm-hmm. supporting a loved mm-hmm. one? Did you do any of these things? No, but you have such high expectations for us. It makes us stress out and be depressed and just all these unnecessary health risks. I definitely agree and that goes into um that goes into the negative connotations that that um our community or people may have and the jokes. Mm-hmm. So it's like I be I, I see memes daily like okay like when you have when you like when you you depressed but then you know your favorite show comes on or something like something mm-hmm. like goofy like that and it's like i see memes and little things daily or it's like um uh, we're speaking and i and i feel like not feel like because this is what it is it's a lot like the like for instance um caribbeans always say uh you know how their parents yell at them but that's uh, that's just a parent thing for us being brown people like mm-hmm. um our parents are just different kinds of parents because they've been through different kinds of things than people from different ethnicities and ethnicities and that is all or different you know cultural backgrounds and that's all um i see memes like when your mom yell at you or when you like because our parents don't apologize it's like um i had seen a meme and it was like uh when your mother when you and your mother not friends but she asked um do you want to go to the store with her? Mm. And you'd be like, fuck you. But uh, yeah, I do. So, so you can <laughs> buy me stuff. everything okay. Yeah. So they never apologize. And that's their way of apologizing. So I see little funny little memes like that. And I don't feel like that people are trying to like make a joke of it as if it's not serious. I feel like that we're joking about it because we are past the phase of feeling sorry for ourselves and mm-hmm. past the phase of being depressed about it. We, we went through it. We can't change it. It's here. It's gone. And it's kind of like how I laugh sometimes and all the time when I talk about because it's funny because it's like why the hell what made you do that mm-hmm. and you laughing because that's I, i'm like what, you, what the fuck this is funny but it's like not funny when i talk about how my mom beat me in the head with a frying pan because like who the fuck beat somebody in the head with a frying, frying pan, pan right right so Especially it's like their child yeah their child so i'm laughing but it's like it's traumatizing and a lot of times our bodies and our minds suppress our traumas and we laugh at it 
And it's not to say that it's cute or that it's funny, but it's to say I can laugh at the situation because I got through it. Yeah, and it's know? like a way of that a way of we cope. Like cope, I think it's a coping. We need to definitely. learn coping skills. We need mm-hmm. to learn effective, positive coping skills. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, we're not learning that in the black community. Mm-hmm. I think that the black community is looking at therapy as a white person mm-hmm. issue or something like because we were so raised. Mm-hmm. Well, because most of us were raised by our grandparents. So some of our grandparents are traditionalists, the generation tradi- traditionalists, mm-hmm. meaning they were born in 1930s, 1920s. Anytime in the early 1990, any, no, not, not anytime 90, in the early 90s. <laughs> Born in the early 1900s. That's right. right. Yes. <laughs> so anybody born in that time, their values and stuff were different way different than how our <laughs> values, how we're growing up. Like in class, we're talking about the difference in generations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And also, we are not millennials. We need to put that. We we're not millennials. We're Gen X. We're Gen Y. No, I'm sorry. We are. Wait. We are millennials. We're, we're millen. I'm sorry. We are millennials, but the Gen X After. or Y, they are not millennials because a lot of people. I did not mean to say that. A lot of people confuse them for millennials. They are not millennials. millennials. We are millennials. Hey, the 20-somethings and the 30-somethings, we're millennials. Not 19s and not 19 and on back. And yeah, I think like, I have um, the thing is from if you were born from 2000 to present, you're Gen. I think, it, you're I think it's late 90s. It's like 98 or something like that. Like the last, the last one for us is like. Between 95 and 96, I think, 90, any, wait, I'm tripping. What year is this? 2019. You're right. What year is this? Oh, my 2019. God. Okay, 2019. So, like, if you was born in 2000, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you're, you're Gen, I think it's 1999 to, 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 to now. You're your Gen whatever. Gen X. Is it X? No, Gen, no, they're called Nexters. Nexters. It's Generation something. It's probably Generation Y for why the fuck, but. Anyway, because they were taught it too, but <laughs> that's another story for another time. But um, um, yeah, yeah, so it's it's we're not we, we like you said we have to learn coping mechanisms and coping skills. Right. People think that you know, oh, it's, it's a white. it's a white person issue mm-hmm. or it's someone other than the brown black community mm-hmm. type thing. Um, and I think that that's what's hurting us as a population as a whole. We need to address these traumas. And because you want to keep sweeping them under the rug, it's causing a lot of generational issues, mm-hmm. like not being addressed. Mm-hmm. So you need to learn about that. We need to learn mm-hmm. about, um, like, people think with the whole bulimia and uh, exorin... Um, <laughs> <laughs> who? I don't even know. Exorinia. I don't even know who exorinia is. Who that? Girl, somebody, child. <laughs> um... Anorexia. <laughs> there you go. Anorexia. Oh, fuck. You just said it. No, it's gone. Anorexia. With the whole anorexia and bulimia thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't know where I was going because it took me so long to say the first <laughs> word. So, like, oh, they're not issues or whatever. People are making, oh, like, people, wait. They're that, trying to that's say that's that another it's, thing. it's not like, an issue for, uh, for us. For us. Yeah, because they're like, uh, that's a white person issue. It's like, not a white person issue, but I will say that the black community, uh, the brown community, whatever, black community, whatever, brown, we suffer from, like, high blood pressure and being fat-ass people. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um Cause we were we were raised on soul food, yes, and fried chicken, in that um Crisco, in that damn motherfucking Crisco, that motherfucking Crisco. Oh my god! And then then y'all know y'all mamas be reusing the 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 grease. And then my mom, this motherfucking lady, got the canisters record. I mean not recorded. She got the canisters labeled. One say. Grease for fish. The other one would say grease for chicken. Then the last one say clean grease. Ma, just use some different grease each time. So it's like <laughs> clean grease, girl. Clean grease, fish grease, and chicken grease, and then miscellaneous grease. I'm like, miscellaneous. Girl, she labeled the grease so she know which one is for which when she cook. So that's what we grew up on. We grew on high, grew up on high saturated foods and trans, trans fed and. You know, cow milk and all that other, all that stuff that's fattening. Not saying that you know other cultures don't, because other cultures have their things too. 
cocoa bread and all that, all them starches. Like, it's the same mm, cocoa thing. Cocoa bread sound good. Girl, I love me some motherfucking cocoa bread. Let me tell you. Oh, I should have made cornbread. Girl, I love me some girls, some mm, some sweet cornbread. Some, look mm, at it. Some yams, some macaroni and cheese, some motherfucking fish. Oh, Good Friday coming up. Girl, mm. oh, it. Well, not coming up, coming up, but coming yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Whew, child. So that's what we was raised on. So I'm not saying that anorexia and bulimia is, you know, not a problem. I, and I'm not definitely not saying that it's more of a predominant problem in other cultures. I'm just saying that, yes, we um, there are women, you know, in our community and men mm-hmm. that suffer from it. I'm just saying that we see what's being showed to us. You got to also understand who controls the media. We don't control media and outlets. White people do. So they are showing us... Um, this is, and then my mom, she's a nursing major. Well, she's a nurse, an RN, and she did a paper on, um, heart disease. And she was saying in the black community, um, I think it's, um, heart disease is the number three killer of, of, of brown people, like for our community, number three. And I forgot what the number one is. Um, but it's, it's like a, a, some type of, you know, disorder with the cholesterol or your, 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 your pressure or something mm-hmm. like that, your sugar, you know? So it's, it's, it's a big problem. And I think that they need to do, redo or take away the, um, what is that? The body mass index thing that we go by for yeah, your because height. And clearly it says I'm obese as hell. I, I was obese at 145. Okay. 145. I, I, I have to be thick. Okay. I have to be good. like 160. And if I'm, if, if I ever get to 160, I'm going to look like, a sick bitch. I'm gonna look like they're gonna be like, you okay? What drugs you? That's how I'm gonna look, cause I'm I'm not tall, <clears throat> and then like I'm not tall, but my legs are long, but my torso is short. If that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I got a teeny torso. I have I do have long legs. So like me at 160, I'm gonna be tiny as hell. For me personally, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna feel like I look sick, like my my neck gonna be gone. <laughs> I already I, don't, I already have a small neck. I don't have a real fat. You all don't got a fat girl neck. I'm sorry, fat girls. I mean, I'm a fat girl too, but I don't got a fat girl neck. So mm-hmm. it's like, I get real skinny. I'm going to disappear. Yeah. You're going to, we're going to disappear. I'm letting you know this right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to look like back, in, how you did back in, in <laughs> what, middle school? Don't and I, I ain't me. never been that small, so I'm just, I don't know what I'm going to be. like, oh, baby. What's look, wrong? What's you sick? <laughs> no, what did I give you? Ew. Girl, yeah. so... You know, and that's another thing. Like, our whole body image. That is a mental illness in itself. Self, yes. Wanting to look a certain way. And all these... And it's just fucked up because we be built. And then people be like, look at her. Too grown. Built like this. Built like that. Right. And it's like all these white women and all these other ethnical backgrounds or people that may not be as blessed to have curves and ass and titties they out here pumping themselves and right, to get and they body. out here nipping tucking and that's that's another thing like okay so and i'm i'm guilty of doing this um it was a post i'm not really i don't know who this new rapper girl is i think it's miami young miami young mile whatever her name is she doesn't she didn't have plastic surgery or whatever but she has a little stomach and Everybody went on in on her about this photo she took of showing her stomach and having a real body. And I'm like, oh, she famous. Why why is she looking like that? Everybody was going in and saying she need to get work done. She need to get work done. So people was telling her she need to get work done. You know what I you know what's what's funny? That's a negative connotation because this community and it's because i don't care what nobody has to say this is my opinion and it's not even an opinion it's a fact i need for people to do research on real researchable sites this is a thing where we as brown women we are dragged for the way we look the way we act the way we think we are dragged People tell us every day, y'all out here with these fake-ass bodies and these fake-ass teeth and it's fake-ass and y'all got weave in y'all hair, y'all got on all that makeup. And then when we show or give you our natural, ooh, you need to put on some makeup. Right. What the fuck do you want from me? What do you want? I started talking in a fucking Italian accent. Who the fuck am I? (laughs) Like, what do you want? And it's 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 real it's, it's so fucked up because it's like we need to just fuck. That's why I really hate social media in a sense because it's, it's it shapes our whole. And social media is a mental illness in itself because it shapes how we look and view things. And what we what we're getting on social media is not even the half of what's really going on behind exactly. closed doors. You're telling us to nip and tuck this, but when we nip and tuck it, oh your ass fat, your titties fat, uh, fake. You, you 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 and it's always this thing like, of be happy with your real body. Yeah, be happy so with your real body. Well, and it's always somebody why she use all that hair to, to fill in her hair she already had hair or like um 
it's just little memes I see like, oh, take your girl when you go when you go out with a girl, take her to the pool on a first date so right. you can see if her face real and blah blah blah. But um, it's these pages where these motherfucking men is growing lace front motherfucking um lineups, right. okay? Lace front lineups. Then they got the Beijing, they sprint. I, like what? men is out here with the fakes too, okay? It's not just us, but that's just a whole fucking mental disorder where it's like you're not happy with your body. And then you get your body done, and then everybody else is not happy with it. So it's, they, like, it's like, what do you social do? Me- so, mm, social media, social media <laughs> makes you want to people please. Like that, mm-hmm. it, that's what it does. And mm. I, and I, um, I really, I so I took some time away from social media, mm-hmm. and I haven't posted anything since New Year. I mean, mm-hmm. I posted on my story, but I've only posted about the podcast. Like I don't post anything about my personal life or anything, mm-hmm. me taking the pictures or whatever. And um. I realized, like, at first when I was going through my pictures and stuff, I was like, why am I not getting likes on my pictures? And I'm like, why do I care about getting likes on my pictures? Why do I care about their validation? Like, why? Girl, that's a mental illness. Like, I was the same way, like... And I would go to other people's page like, dang, she got 500 likes. Why right. only like, got 200? She got 200? all these followers. Why do these people follow her? Like, she's With, not real. All she do is girl, sit there yeah. and shake her behind. And it's really Ooh. like hating, honestly, too. Right. Because you going to somebody else's shit like, dang, why they, you know what I'm saying? So I was low-key hating. Not low-key. I was hating. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's because I was so trapped inside of the social media outlet phase that I was letting it make me think that I wasn't worthy enough to get these likes. Well, I don't need nothing. Ain't nobody gonna like my shit anyway. And now I'm really in the in the, in this 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 season of embracing who I am, mm-hmm. embracing you know everything that I have. And because I've struggled with depression all my fucking life, I've struggled with um, weight up and down all my life. I've struggled with you know, like I said, I was picked on and. Um, not picked on, but they really like kind of in elementary school about, you know, being fat or, you know, and then middle school, it was all these other things. So it's like my self-confidence and my, the way I think about myself was not as healthy as it is now. Mm-hmm. Before going to college and before, you know, because I've always been pretty, I've always been beautiful. It's nothing that's really changed except for a little bit more blemishes and that's it. So it's like back then I'm seeing, you know, I don't, we don't age how other people age. Like mm-hmm. we age real slow. So of course I still get carded and stuff. So I still look fairly young, but it's like how I used to view myself then and how I view myself now is all about growing up and getting out of these mental disorders that we've been shaped and molded into and realizing that it don't matter how many likes I get it doesn't matter how many comments I get how many views I get it's not gonna change who really fuck with me mm-hmm. it's not gonna change it, this person can it's people for example that whole change of our name and shit mm-hmm. and how those people didn't follow us or like any of our stuff or what did they do every day they came and viewed our shit so, and then we didn't need, that view didn't make or break us. Right. It didn't make us, it, it's like that one view didn't make other people come view us. Mm-hmm. Even though the, the talk about it did make people come view us. And then you know that thing is like, if somebody looking at you good or bad, publicity is still publicity. publicity. Mm-hmm. That's right. But at the same time, I don't want, I still don't want bad publicity. You get right. what I'm saying? So it's like, fuck what's going on in, fuck what's going on in the media and fuck what's going on like around me. I need to be down for myself. I need mm-hmm. to care and love myself. Because if if you don't love yourself, it don't matter how many likes you get. And it's a lot of people enough. that do, that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of people that do spoken word. There was a guy that was doing spoken word. And he was like, she got all them likes. She got all them followers, but nobody following her. Damn, and she he was like, she got all them followers and all them likes, but she don't even love herself. And it was like a video of a girl. And she wake up in the morning sad, like crying, like, damn, I'm, I woke up again. Mm. Yeah, and then, then she took she goes in the mirror, looks at herself, and she wipes her tears, and she picks up her phone, and she like, you know, wipes her face, and she gets real cute, and she like takes a picture. Oh, I remember that. And then I she gets like a thousand video. likes, and then she puts the phone back down, and it's like sad again. Right. I saw people I don't live their lives like right. That. It's a um post that I posted um a while back, and it said. You probably just scrolled through these pages. I'm um, sorry. Let me start off. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you probably just scrolled through pages and pages of people you wish you looked like. Snap out of it. Realize that you're beautiful too. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's what I like. When I, I remember when I when I was po- when I posted that, I was like, yeah, I literally on Instagram all day. Mm-hmm. I'm not all even day. on. 
regular quote unquote people pages. I'm on the celebrity pages mm. like, oh dang, I wish my body looked like that. Or dang, I wish I could get a weave. Or I wish my hair was long like that. Like I sometimes like tell myself like, let me just put a perm on my hair so my hair can mm. look long and flowy. Like mm. how all the celebrities who got these weaves and stuff in mm. their hair or whatever. And it's just like I wanna. Then I'll talk about how like oh I joke with my friends all the time. How about I wanna get my boobs done, not bigger boobs, but get a brush reduction and get them bigger mm. and then. Get a tummy, a nice little um, tummy Girl, tuck. Girl, all the time, every day in my head, I'm rich and I'm about to go to the to, to Doctor Miami. Doctor Miami. <laughs> yes, like my friend, she was like, she was saying how she was like thinking about taking her refund check, refund check from school to get surgery. Mm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. when did we get this way? When did we stop being appreciative of the body that God gave us? When did we stop loving ourselves? When did we start loving? But the question image? is, when did we even start? Right. Cause it's like a lot of these these things these these facades and these facades and these things that we go through mentally, it stems from our childhood. Like if you think about it, a lot of us never really valued ourselves. Mm-hmm. So like the new stuff that's popping out now is just a stem of us not valuing ourselves. Mm-hmm. We never seen any true value because it's like remember how you were saying how you grew up mm-hmm. when you spoke on that. That's what a lot of us had to go through. My mom didn't like say you know you're not pretty or nothing like that but she made me feel you know not pretty mm-hmm. i didn't feel like loved all the way or appreciated all the way so it's like our mental health throughout the years has you know changed over and over and over again whether it went up and down you know up and down but it's never been constant mm-hmm. and it's like people are legit out here been been doing it whether we know it or not taking a refund checks taking their tax money and going and getting their they bodies done because, and I'm not saying that, you know, you're not happy with yourself, but a lot of it comes from not being happy with yourself. And it's okay to want to change certain things like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to be smaller. Or, you know, you want a breast, because I want a breast reduction too. But you got to think about the, the, the complications of, you know, doing those things. And I just feel like we need to embrace our true selves a little more. Mm-hmm. Not like... We don't got to be all natural all the time, you know. We ain't got to have curly hair all the time. We ain't got... Because a lot of us have naturally straight hair. We have all these things that we don't really know about ourselves. And it's it's, it's contributing to how we feel about other people and how we feel on the inside. Mm-hmm. We may look like, you know, we may be curvy. We may look a certain way. But if we feel like shit, it doesn't matter. It right. really don't matter. So I just always see pastors... Saying that's a spirit or that's a you gotta pray it out you gotta you know do this and do that which i mean everything is spiritual i just feel like that as a community we all have the wrong idea of mental illness mm-hmm. and that a lot of people take drugs for mental illness and then a lot of people um a lot of people take pharmaceuticals for mental illness and then a lot of people take illegal drugs you know for mental illness and growing up a lot of my cousins have been doing, you know, popping pills and doing drugs. I've I've been around it. So, like, to me, mm-hmm. excuse me, this is sad. Drugs is a normal thing to me. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, weed in its own natural state is still a drug. <laughs> still love it. Well, not love it, but. <laughs> love it. All right. Still <laughs> a drug. You know, it's, it's just, like, from the earth. It needs to be more from the earth. Because this whole, like, I'm going to just say my piece on this. Legalizing weed, I don't, I don't feel like it's a good thing to me personally. That because, is so funny. I was having this conversation with my boss. Because it's a you, setup, g- girl. It, it's a setup. It's a setup. It's a fucking state. It gives the pawn. They're using it. Right. It gives them probable cause to pull you over to stop you. Yes, it may be legal, but they say, oh, I smell weed And then Marilyn Mosby talking about, I'm not going, you know, do cases. Okay, yeah, but they're still getting pulled over for it. Right, and then you can't get a job. What are you going to do about your job? You can't smoke. Just because you it's legal does not mean that a job is going to hire you. Anybody who drives a CDL, who has their CDLs, you still can't. Can't smoke, smoke weed. It doesn't matter if you're legal or not. Lead, it changes the way you view things. It changes your reaction speed and everything. Like I'm, I, I like weed. Don't. I'm not even it saying does. that I don't. Even. It changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you think? It changes a lot. It, it's, it's it's a not drug. A, it's, it's a drug. It's, it's, it's a drug. It's, it's just like how alcohol is. Mm. So for people saying that oh, weed becoming legal is a good thing and it's bringing it's money, not. it's it's really it's not. You gotta really think about it. Who, big who's, top dogs, who's, not us. 
Huh? They, it's bringing money for the top dogs, right. not it's us, not and we not the top dogs. In the city. It's not bringing anybody from low-income families or anything. It's not changing our tax bracket or anything. You have to think about who's getting pulled over for weed, one. How is, now all of a sudden they want to make weed legal for people who smoke weed now? No. It's well, real like, fishy. You're not thinking about the drug. I smell it Everybody right like, oh, well, since they legalizing weed, I can get a job now. Nah, that's not how they work. That's not how it work at all. So you got to think about these consequences. You know what I'm saying? You got to be smart about your, your choices. Mm-hmm. So just know that the church is going to tell you pray it out. Them drugs going to tell you sniff it out. And Flavor Coffee just here to tell you to work it out. Said you got to work, <laughs> work it out. Got to work it out. It's like, no. Nah. <laughs> Uh, thanks so much, guys. Um, join. Oh wait, well, yeah. Join us. Um, next week. Sorry, nah. No. Thanks so much for <laughs> listening to um episode three of the mental health series. Um, like my co-host always says, follow us on Instagram at xo and make sure you guys are subscribing to us on Apple and Google. Make sure you're rating us. We love to hear your re- reviews and rate us. So, yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This is DJ Nasty Neek. And Ravy Rave. And together we make the, the Flavor, Flavor Coffee, Coffee Podcast. Podcast. Bye, Coffee Mate. Bye, Coffee Mate. <laughs>